Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It's great to have you with me. I hope 2019 is an awesome year for you, one of your best yet, and I'm looking forward to walking with you in it. I want to do something that I don't normally do, and that is anticipate some trends for 2019. I don't like to talk about predictions. I don't like to talk about prophecies when you're talking about me anyway. I'm neither a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Uh, but, I, but I do believe uh, uh, that analyzing trends leads to certain conclusions. And part of what I do in my academic work, part of what I do in my, in my professional life is analyze trends and look at what's happening and look at what we can expect. So let me in this podcast tell you some things we can expect, and then I'll make a few recommendations about what we can do about it. Uh, First of all, I do expect in this next year, in 2019, that there will be a subtle global economic downturn. I think we've had some overheated markets. I think we've had uh, some some economies that have been supercharged, and the factors are just there for a cooling off. I don't think it's going to be Great Depression level by any stretch. The newscasters always like to say, worse than the Great Depression second worst of the Great Depression. I I don't think that's even a measure for us. I don't think we're even on that scale. But I do think we're going to see an economic downturn. I do think we're going to see, and that's globally, by the way, that's not going to be every nation and every market. Uh, And I do think that we're going to see a cooling off. So we need to be ready for that. And uh, there are a lot of factors to that. Some of it's tariffs and some of it's, uh, you know, there are a variety of factors. But but economies, if you study ec- economics and you study economies, uh, you know they wax and they wane. They rise and they fall. They get supercharged and they cool off. That's the nature of economies. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. It's just what happens. Uh, a guy, you know, who owns a candy shop, sells a lot of candy one year. And then the next year, you know, there are a lot of books out about how sugar damages your health. And so the guy is not doing that well with with candy sales, and maybe he's got to start selling fruit, or maybe he's got to add art, or who knows what. Um, It doesn't mean that that he's a bad businessman, and it doesn't mean the economy is failing him. It just means that tastes are changing, needs are changing, values are changing. That's the way it is in economics. And um, by the way, the word economics just means house law. It's from the Greek word oikonomos, uh, house or household law, the rules by which, the principles by which you run a household. And, uh, you know, in your household, it's the same way. You have more expensive expenses one year, you have less the next. One child costs more, you have higher dental care one year than you do the next. Um, you know, now this year we don't have as many expenses. Hey, we can maybe buy a new car or, hey, maybe we can put more money aside or, hey, maybe we can do more on our vacation. Um, that's, that's just the way it is. And it's the way it is with economies too. And people can't really anticipate it perfectly. And we just have to know it's coming. That's why you always want to conduct your economic life with some margin so you can get through leaner times. Um, the second thing I want to say, the second thing I want to say about 2019, and this is particularly if you live in the United States, but it's going to be everywhere in the world, I believe, is that there is going to be pretty tremendous political upheaval. And for those who think that politics is our salvation, that can be a bit disconcerting. Uh, here in the U.S., you're about to have a Democrat uh, House a Demo- uh, uh, within Congress, but you're going to retain a Republican Senate, and you have... Uh, the tumultuous figure of Donald Trump. 
Uh, I think you're going to have investigations. You're going to have committees. You're going to have reports. Uh, there's going to be a sincere effort in the House to impeach Donald Trump. And you may very well even have a vote for impeachment in the House. Now, I need to make clear that that doesn't mean he'd actually be leaving office because you have a Republican Senate that is never going to vote for impeachment. So it'll be not unlike what happened with Bill Clinton, where there's a vote for impeachment, but he never actually leaves office. Um, I think that may actually uh, occur with Donald Trump, uh, though I'm not sure currently they have the numbers. There would have to be further disclosures in the House for there to be a, a sincere movement for impeachment. Even some Democrat leaders don't believe that uh, there ought to be a vote for impeachment. But they're going to investigate. They're going to raise a stink. Uh, they're going to going to go after Donald Trump and deal with him in the same way he's dealt with them. And it's going to be messy. And it's going to be tumultuous. Uh, you're going to have the same thing going on in 2019 in Israel with Benjamin Netanyahu. He's under investigation. Uh, a number of courts and police organizations have recommended uh, charges. Uh, he may be removed from office. It's not likely. But but in politics. Uh, often just raising a stink is the point. Uh, you're going to continue to have the upheaval in Brexit. And of course, throughout the entire EU, uh, you're going to have tumultuousness. You see what I'm talking about. Uh, you're going to have in some of the major governments of the world, constant upheaval. And I would even say distraction. Um, very few are actually about the business of governing. Most are about the business of defeating the other side. Uh, and it's going to be dis dis disheartening. It's going to be discouraging. It's going to be disillusioning. And you'll just have to be ready for that. But this will be a major part of 2019. Um, the 2020 pre presidential election in the United States is already underway. Can you believe it? Iowa happens now in far less than a year. Um, we are we are off to the races, even though we haven't even sworn in the, the new class in the American Congress. But similar trends are happening around the world, and that's that's we just need to expect that uh, and and to and to believe that it's it's going to continue to be an issue. So be aware that that's going to be a factor. And the third thing that I think we're going to see, the third trend that we're, I think we're going to see in 2019 is a dramatic transformation of religion. I think we're going to see in this year uh, the Catholic Church globally really riddled by the uh, molestation scandals that, that we're hearing a bit about. Um, I think we're going to see a continued movement towards nuns, N-O-N-E-S, uh, people declaring themselves spiritual but not religious, which is really just a, a shift in language. It's not really a shift in meaning. Um, I, th I think we're going to see upheavals. I think we're going to see a decline of influence of the institutional church. I think the way, for example, in America that some evangelicals have conducted themselves in supporting Donald Trump, not that support of Donald Trump is wrong, but they're full-throated, no matter what he does, we rush to the cameras and defend him kind of thing. It's losing ground among evangelicals. It's losing ground even for the institutional church. And I think we're going to see that going forward. The good news is that, that many people who declare themselves no longer religious but spiritual, they're, they're just, they're just mo moving away from the institutions, but they're not moving away from the values. They're not moving 
passing away uh, from the belief systems. Um, go to a Starbucks on any Sunday morning, and you're very likely to see a group of millennials sitting around reading, you know, some reading the Bible or reading some book together. And most of them haven't darkened the door of a church in years. Um, this is a common trend, and I'm not too nervous about this. I think it's a little bit of a shaking that needs to happen, a little bit of a realignment that needs to happen. But being with the youth and the nuns a great deal, uh, working with people who are declaring themselves apart from the institutional church. It's my view that we're not we're not dealing with a massive movement away from religion. We're just moving. Uh, we're just dealing with a movement away from the structures of religion, the traditional institutions of religion. In fact, most of these people would desperately like for someone to lead them uh, in, in in the core values of spirituality and religion. They just don't try the structures and the institutions anymore. So these are the three things that I think are important. I think we will see an economic downturn. I think there will be a lot of political upheaval and distraction and and what have you that could have a a massive impact more on our feelings really than perhaps reality. And then finally, I think religion, uh, the institutions of religion are going, going to go through pretty massive upheaval in 2019. So what's the solution? What should you do? Well, first of all, don't freak out. Relax. You know, history has always been this way. Economies have always been this way. People have always behaved this way. Here's a prediction for you. In the next year, the people you know, the people who are in your life, will live according to the better angels of their nature, and they will sometimes give themselves to the darker demons that lurk in their souls. Hey, what a prediction. Basically, what I'm saying is human beings are going to continue to be the way they've been all through history. What's my point? My point is that there are always upheavals. There are always uh, tumults. There are always troubles. There are always storms. And there's always a great deal of good. Don't freak out. Number two, I urge people to spend more time in their control room. For me as a Christian, the control room is a place of prayer and scripture reading, that, that quiet place where I present myself to God and then ponder my life accordingly. I make the decisions about the things I can control in my life. I, I ask my wife to join me in the control room and we make decisions about our lives and our future. Spend more time in your control room, however you define that. Spend more time uh, in, the, in the quiet core of your your life, looking at your life, pondering your life, making decisions. Uh, don't be distracted from it. Dis- decline and disaster come when people are distracted from time in their control room. Okay. Uh, a second thing is read more than you watch. Uh, all the screen time for all of us is increasing, and I don't I don't like to put down screen time because I do almost everything I do on an iPad or a computer. It's perfectly fine. I'm not opposed to to, to uh, screen time, but but the amount of time we spend watching television shows, watching docs, watching uh, TV series, you know, it's creeping up on all of us. And I I enjoy that time as much as anybody does. And Bev and I use our viewing time very redemptively, and it's very good for us. But still, read more than you watch read more books, read books about your world, read books about your professional field, read novels, read poetry, uh, read biographies of people who inspire you, Uh, visit other worlds, other lands, other lives, other possibilities. Uh, You'll be better for it. You'll live, you'll be a deeper soul. You'll be a smarter mind. Uh, You'll live more richly. You'll lead better. So read more. 
Economically, I strongly urge people to develop as much margin as they possibly can. I can't urge you more than to get hooked up with the programs of Dave Ramsey. Uh, go online, find Dave Ramsey, find his organization. His, his plans for getting out of debt and building margin and building wealth are really fine stuff. And I'll say what I always say, and that is I have no financial connection to Dave Ramsey. I occasionally speak at his events, but what I'm saying right now, if you should happen to subscribe to something he does, none of that comes back to me. I'm making a recommendation based on the idea, uh, on my belief that Dave Ramsey's stuff is some of the best out there. Get the financial help you need, develop margin, and and don't live neurotically fearful about what happens on our economy because you're, you're affected by every little gyration. Okay? And finally, I want to say this, and I've said this a great deal recently because it's very much on my heart. People live imbalanced lives largely because of bitterness towards folks who have harmed them and the wounds they have sustained. I want to urge you to address both of those. Uh, don't live with a negative active past. Don't live with past wounds affecting you daily and you not turning and deal with them. Uh, don't let your life be shaped by your bitterness and your anger towards those who have wronged you. Here at the beginning of the year, turn to those, go to those, speak to those who have wronged you. Uh, speak to, address the wounds in your soul. Get, get help from friends if you need to. But but don't be the walking wounded in our land. Don't try to lead uh you know, protecting, you can't really walk normally or live normally or hug other people, so to speak, if you're constantly covering your own wounds and your own damage and, and walking with a limp because you, you've been wounded. Get whole, get help, get reconciled, get peaceful. Don't let those things work in you. I see more damage in more people every day because of the way they process wounds and bitterness from the past than I see from anything that happens economically or politically uh, or, or in terms of their profession, professional lives. So get the help you need. Deal with those things. Be courageous. Have your courageous moment and face down the stuff that's shaping you negatively. Let me close this podcast with my prayer for you that 2019 is the greatest year you've ever known. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.